Pure Wow presents Stream On, your weekly download of TV and streaming news and reviews. And now, your hosts, Phil Mutz, Pure Wow's VP of News and Entertainment, and Rachel Golmi, Pure Wow's Operations Director of Branded Content. Well, hey there, Rachel. Hi, Phil. How are you? I'm great. Happy week after the first episode of House of the Dragon. <laughs> oh my God, it's going to be like that every week. Next week, happy third week or fourth week. Well, I week? think it's important to mark these episodes. This is a huge. Um, I do. I think we should do a House of the Dragon check-in. I think we okay. should get that that dragon sound effect. And I think we should please check in on that second episode. Uh, yeah. Do we still love it? Uh, I, is the show still on track? Yes, yes, I was a little underwhelmed with the second episode. I think mm-hmm. like the first one just like it started off with like a bang. And then yeah. this one, I don't want to say it fell flat, but I, I just think there's just so much that they have to set up for everything. And yeah, I'm like, OK, like I want to get there already. But you're right. Well, I do I like it. I do. In like hindsight, it. we look back at Game of Thrones and we just think of those like big episodes like like in season one when like Ned is no longer the protagonist of this yeah. show. Yes. Uh, and you're you're like, uh, it took a little while to get there. You know what I mean? It like, did, were, yeah. You know, we were all over the place uh, before that. Um, I, I thought a couple of things were really notable, I which kind of put me in that Game of Thrones world. Um, like the conversation between the king and that very young girl as a potential wife. And it's yeah. so awkward. I mean, what she's like 12 years it's old so, and it's, it's yeah. fascinating. And, yeah. and I, I, I loved it because I, A, he, I, I'm not going to spoil it, but A, I think it turns out how I think I thought it was going to turn out, but also what I was hoping. But B, I also think it just sets up the world that we live in. Like you talked about like, where's the incest going to be? But like, this is another <laughs> one of those things, like totally inappropriate age marriages and yeah you know and uh, uh marriages for the point of alliances and things like that um i'm very excited for a lot of the things that happened and it, it seems like the end of se- episode two is pushing us into an action-packed episode three hopefully so i'm excited I think so, yeah. for we'll, that. yeah we'll see where it goes i'm, I'm obviously i'm gonna keep watching it obviously. but i was like a little little underwhelmed but okay um, i still like it well, we will recheck in and keep yes. that dragon sound effect going because it is my new favorite sound effect. Um, well, we have a lot of other things to get to today. We've got Steve Carell's new role that looks nothing like Michael Scott. The duo I never knew I needed. Another surprising streaming service merger. And my new favorite dark comedy. Ooh, can't wait to hear what that is. Uh, well, uh, let's dive in, as I love to say every week, uh, to the news. <laughs> this just in. This week's streaming news. Manifest was on NBC, then it was canceled, then it was uncanceled by Netflix, and now we finally have a season four release date and a brand new teaser. In a social media post, Netflix wrote, Fasten your seatbelts, we will soon begin our final descent. Manifest season four part one lands on Netflix November 4th. You sound like an airline attendant. <laughs> One, maybe that's what I was showing. <laughs> Two, I'm obsessed with this copy. Like we will be, we will soon begin our final yes, descent. I know it's, it's good. It's, it's so that's solid simple, Netflix. Well but it's done. So good. You know, oh. some intern wrote that, and they they deserve a raise. I, yes. I'm with you. <laughs> Love it. Oh my god, I would die to see you as an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I would be a fine flight attendant. I just don't love flying, so I would have to take a Xanax, and I'd probably be terrible at, at my job. But, you know, <laughs> another lifetime. 
In the least surprising news ever, House of the Dragon has already been renewed for season two. As we reported last week, its debut episode shattered HBO records for the biggest premiere audience for a new show with 10 million viewers. Episode two brought an even bigger audience with 10.2 million viewers. Looks like the dragons are slaying. First, it was announced that HBO Max and Discovery Plus were merging, and now Deadline has revealed that Paramount Plus is set to combine with Showtime in a single streaming app. Is this just the second in what is sure to be a long stream of mergers, eventually taking us from dozens of streaming services back to a single one, a.k.a. cable? Um, yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> but yeah, I can't keep up with all of these. Oh I know. It's it just... Tell me what I need to watch, which is what we're doing. That's yes. it. You know, that's what we're doing. Cutting well, to the noise. Yeah. Will Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, make House of the Dragon look like Amateur Hour? That's what some critics are saying of Amazon Prime's latest show. The studio has allocated $1 billion, B, for five seasons of the J.R.R. Tolkien series with $465 million, making up only the first eight episodes. The first two episodes drop today, so you can be the judge. Wow. Those are insane numbers. <laughs> insane. I mean, for a streaming show, I mean, I guess, you know, expectations are going to be just as high for this one. I'm so, I haven't watched yet. Uh, obviously, it just came out. So I'm very excited to watch and talk about this next week. Oh, my gosh. I have never watched. Oh, Lord. so you're going to have a very different yeah. view. Yeah. You're going to comment from a very different place. I've seen it all. Okay, I read the yeah, books. I, you know, I, I was in that world. So I know literally nothing. Like, oh, my I, gosh. I, I, do, I, don't even, I don't even know the gist of it. Yeah. I don't know why I never got into it. But so maybe I guess, that'll be cool I guess to hear I'll have to you have, Yeah, you have to just dive in. Yeah, yeah. why not? Um, okay. I want to start with our hits because I've got a couple, and I bet you do, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Hits of the Week. Would you like to kick it off with a hit? Sure. Um, I'll go with my first one because it's quick. Uh, It's Selling the OC on Netflix. It's like the... I guess the the second season of it's a slightly different, but of Selling Sunset. So if you like Selling Sunset, it's literally the same exact thing, except in the OC. So it's the Oppenheim Group just opened a new um, real estate firm in the OC. They're selling like you know mega mansions, drama, fashion, <laughs> cars, all of that good stuff. It's good. I watched okay. the first two I episodes. Love it. I'm so happy yes. you're you're happy with it. You know, I started this the Selling Sunset most recent season, and we talked about this previously. Oh yeah, and I, yeah. I out of nowhere, I just started watching the most recent season. I love it. Yeah, so, it's, so good. Well, it, it's so fun. I mean, it's it's and the real estate is so cool to look at. Oh my god, this the first episode of Selling the OC. They had a hundred and six million dollar house, which I think is the highest one that they've had on both series. Wow. The whole time that they were going through it, I'm like, this truly cannot be someone's house like it had a retractable yeah. roof uh glass floor it like a whole gym thing which was like nicer than like real gyms it was honestly crazy i mean while i'm like, eating dinner on my couch nice. you know what i mean yeah exactly <laughs> <Same>. yeah <laughs> in my Please. little like shack well, house, i have but... to check that out okay all right yes. um i had i had two hits uh one is the patient on fx and hulu okay um, so the patient, uh, it's uh, it stars uh, Donald Gleason, who played Bill Weasley in Harry Potter, and he was also in the incredible HBO show Run. I don't know if you ever saw it with Merritt yes! Weaver oh and Phoebe yes, Waller-Bridge. Yes. Yeah, yes. that's from 2020. He's great in that too. Um, so it's 
uh, Donald Gleason and uh, Steve Carell, obviously, from our favorite show, The Office. Obviously. And so this is not a spoiler. At the very beginning of episode one, the first five seconds, Steve Carell, whose character is a therapist, he wakes up chained to a bed. And he doesn't know where he is or how he got there. And then we flash back to where he meets a very special patient who is played by Gleason. And this patient has a terrible secret that he needs therapy to help him with. And the only way he he feels he can get that therapy is by obviously kidnapping Steve Carell's character to have this one-on-one therapy. So that's the setup. You learn this very early on the episode. You know what's going on. So that's not a spoiler. But what I thought is it's really, it's fun and it's it's super tense. I think the plot is really interesting. Um, and it's definitely not a comedy at all. I feel like Steve Carell always has those mo- moments that kind of make something feel like a dark comedy at the very least. Yeah. And this is not a dark comedy. There's no comedic moments. Um, I'd call it intense. I'd call it a thriller. But I wouldn't call it horror in the way that like Silence of the Lambs kind of was horror, you know. Mm-hmm. This I have yet in the first two episodes, which um, both are out that I've seen, uh, does not feel horror to me. And I think the biggest thing I like is 99% of the episodes are just the two of them. And the acting is really solid. So it's just like a yeah. scene study of just watching these two characters basically debate whether they should have therapy and then have therapy. I don't know. It's it's. I really like watching those scenes. Yeah, no, I I watched the first two episodes as well. I like it. I don't mm-hmm. I don't not like it. There's something missing for me, and I think it's the fact that the episodes are so short. Like I think the I, second yeah. episode was literally 22 minutes. Yeah, and they're both for, very very short. Yeah, yeah. For me, this kind of show with this plot and everything, I feel like the episodes need to be longer because. Mm-hmm. I'm almost like wanting more. I'm like, okay. Like the the way that episode two ended, I was like, wait, what? Like, how is it over already? It also, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, like 22 minutes would be what normally would be the like an office of meat. episode. Yeah. Um, the amount of meat you get of an office episode, a sitcom or something like yeah. that. 30 minutes plus the commercials makes it 22 or 22 plus the commercials makes it 30. Uh, whereas this feels like it should be like an hour long drama. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. The episode ended and it went, wait, how? That was that's it. I mean, yeah, and obviously, I was like, wait, oh my god, they dropped two at a time. So like, obviously, we got you know, uh, we got to immediately watch the second episode. Um, and episode two does end with a twist, so I'm really excited for episode three. Yeah, but uh, they hit up, they hit Hulu uh, new episodes every Tuesday. I'm excited to see where it goes. But I will, I, I, I'll give you that. This is definitely a hit for me, but I definitely want more. I, they feel like yeah. very short episodes. Yeah. Yeah. I think if they dropped it all at once, I would feel better about it because you then can I can just binge, just binge the, it. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. I'm like, oh my God, like I can't even wait. But obviously I need to keep watching because of the yeah. way that it ended. And I think like, everybody's going to be talking about it. Yeah. That yes. ending. Yeah. Did you have another hit? I did. It Let's is hear it. Bad Sisters on Apple TV Plus. I only watched the first episode, but I love it. I am. I, it is like my new show. <laughs> it is about these five sisters in Ireland, and one of them is married to like an awful person. He's controlling, manipulative, like abusive, etc. So the four other sisters, like, basically just want to get rid of him, like, for good. And that's not a spoiler because it's in the trailer. So it takes place over two different timelines. One timeline is he's dead. Again, not a spoiler. And then the other timeline is, like, leading up to it. I'm assuming that these timelines are going to meet in the middle. And I love when shows do that. So I'm excited to kind of see how it all plays out. But all of the sisters are very different. Um, The show is created by Sharon Horgan, who also did Catastrophe on Amazon Prime. And she created HBO. um, 
Divorce on HBO, which I didn't know, and I loved that show. Nobody oh, talks. interesting. I know. Nobody talks about it enough. And you would definitely know her face if you saw oh, her. Oh, I, I, I watched this. So I yeah, oh, okay. I, I definitely know what she looks like uh, yeah. because obviously I watched the show. But she also – I recognized her from just a million things, and I looked she's her up. In and so she's in so many She's just in things. a million small roles that yes. it would be hard to be like, she was this because you won't even know what that is. Yeah. Um, um, Eve Houston is in it from Behind Her Eyes. I don't know if you watched that weird Netflix mm-hmm. <laughs> show. And she's also Bono's daughter, which I love. I know. Surprise. Fun fact. So yeah. such a surprise. And the mom and Maeve's mom from Sex from Education. Sex Education, yes. <laughs> I was like, this cast Duff. is amazing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and Daryl McCormick, who uh, the Irish guy from Good Luck to You, Leo Grant, that movie that I was talking about. Oh, yeah. Back. He's one of the investigators. So it's, you know, it, this is a dark comedy. I mean, it, you yes. know, obviously it's a bit heavy that um, they're like killing their brother-in-law. But, but see, it's that's just, the thing that I, I do want to say is. I don't know. I've, I, what do you I, mean? I've seen, well, I've seen two episodes. Okay. And I, I, maybe I'm missing something, but I feel like they have yet to overtly say the words. I think they hard, are hard implying that okay. they killed him. But this to me feels like big little lies. Like they lies. hired somebody? Like, well, maybe, or they were considering it and then something happened. And okay, yeah, yeah. Because this is giving me big, big little lies. Like there's gotta be some twist where, I, I mean, I don't know. Like I, we're only two, I'm only two episodes <laughs> in. Uh, and the rest haven't dropped yet, but, uh, oh no, actually four episodes are out yet, but I haven't gotten to episodes three and four yet, but they, to me, like big little lies, it implied that they were all covering something up and then you found out at the end what really happened. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. There could could be a million theories. I don't know. Like the, the show leans hard into they are bad sisters who got, tried to help their sister out by getting rid of her husband. You're right. But that seems too obvious to me based on a show like this, but I don't know. No, no, no. Now that you say that, yeah, like I feel it also it kind of reminds me of Horrible Bosses, you know, the movie with oh, um, yeah. mm-hmm. Charlie Day and Jason Bateman and uh, Jason Sudeikis, like how they all like decide to just kill each other's bosses because they hate them so much. I like <laughs> it like kind of reminded me of that, but like a different to- like obviously a darker tone. But now that you say it now, I'm picturing I'm like, OK, they're like ready. They're about to kill him. They do it. And then like he chokes on something. <laughs> right. And he just, yeah, I know. Yeah. Right. And totally. like, oh, well, like, we don't have to do anything. And I'm sure we don't find out what happens until like the very last yeah. episode. Yeah. So like the no seventh point, episode, you know, in stressing about it. But yeah, I'm, I really like it. And the acting yeah. is really great. It has a really raw and real element to it. Mm-hmm. Even though it's like a, a dark comedy, it, it feels very real, which I really like. And I love like the bond that they all have. They all like play their own role. You know, like mm-hmm. they, you have like the older sister who wants to protect them and then the younger one and the rebel and then the one who's just like, whatever. I just, yeah. it's it's funny. And also like it's in Ireland and any show that takes place in Ireland, I'm like, oh my God, I love this so much. It's just so pretty. Like they're jumping off cliffs. Oh, I'm like, yeah, I the scenery is gorgeous. I, it's I remember so pretty. One of my favorite shows is it's not Ireland, but it's Broadchurch on. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was like BBC and then Netflix uh, with uh, Olivia Coleman, And it was just like, just that, like the cliffs and the beauty mm-hmm. of being by the water. I mean, you know, the UK is like gorgeous. And so like, there was just like, I loved seeing that scenery. Me too. Um, but yeah, I agree with you on that. And I also really like that they don't make it just a straight murder mystery, essentially, or not murder mystery, but just a straight mystery. There's also like the pesky insurance agent who's <laughs> yeah. out, who's like complicating things for them. He's yeah, out the to prove that, that they're the ones responsible for the death. Like, like really, this should just be like the sisters helped out their sister and got rid of a, of this awful guy. And now there's this insurance agent who's trying to prove that like something fishy's going on and I that's I love that that's yeah. kind of complicated and I love that he's a bumbling idiot because it's gonna make it even 
sillier in the way that he probably accidentally finds things out. You know, I, I'm excited yeah. for to see where it goes. Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, I can't wait to see how it all plays out. Well, you took my second hit because oh. that was also that was also oh, my hit. Yeah, good. the patient I'm and bad sisters. We... Yeah, Apple TV Plus new episodes every Friday. Um, I did have a miss this week. Did you have a miss? I did. Misses of the week. I'll go quick because mine's, mine's quick. Please. So mine is a Mike on Hulu. And Mike. Mike. It is the mm. story of Mike Tyson, you know, obviously the famous boxer. I don't have a problem with the show itself. Like it's a, you know, I, I would like to learn more about Mike Tyson's like upbringing and his whole career and everything. The problem that I have is the acting. It's, so Trevante Rhodes plays Mike Tyson. He was in Moonlight. He's a great actor. But obviously, Mike Tyson has a very specific voice mm-hmm. and way yeah. that he speaks, which I'm sure is not easy to to do. And I I legit can't get past it because it, yeah. it makes me cringe. I was just Ugh. like, this can't like I, I, I honestly when it was first, my husband put it on. And I was like, this is like a joke show, right? Like I, I like genuinely didn't think it was supposed to be serious because yeah. that's how cringy it made me feel. So I can't get past that. But also I was doing a little bit more background on it. And apparently Mike Tyson has not signed off on this with Hulu at all. He's extremely, extremely against it, has wow. been super outspoken on Instagram about it. Yeah, he's gone into like, I, I don't even really want to get into what he was saying, but like, uh, yeah. So he, we can Google it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He didn't, yeah. he's obviously didn't get paid anything for like yeah. the rights to not his story. Yeah. So I'm just like, that part makes me also feel like I don't really want to be watching this if like the person that it's about is so strongly against it. Like that makes me feel icky. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's my miss. But overall, I think it would be a cool story to tell. I just think they need yeah. to do it properly. And it's a shame that it's not great because it comes from Steven Rogers, who is the guy who wrote I, Tanya. Yeah, with Margot Robbie, and so which was so good. It's so good, and that's another. You know, we all know Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding. You know what I mean? And we all yes. saw those clips, and we all saw her like cry over her like shoelace. Uh, <laughs> so there's no way that the expectations were low for like a story about a real person, and then yeah. Margot Robbie played that part. You know, uh, but it's interesting that I know what you're saying. Mike Tyson is such a specific character, it's so specific. It, I wonder. I wonder too. It could just be like a more modern thing because I think like we we let Nicole Kidman get away with playing Lucille Ball, uh, mm-hmm. even though she like she has a crazy accent, Nicole Kidman, and we let uh, you know Margot Robbie get away with playing I Tanya or <laughs> playing Tanya, uh, but <laughs> but we also like gave some crap to uh, Viola Davis for her portrayal of Michelle Obama, and I think part yeah. of that is like we see Michelle Obama's face and and video of her all the time. And same with Mike Tyson, you know, still. Whereas we only have memories of these other... Maybe it's just like a lesson that we shouldn't right. be making shows about people who are now. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good point. Because also, and I feel like people have been giving crap about um, Ana de Armas for playing Marilyn Monroe in the new Netflix movie that's coming oh, out. But I'm uh, blonde. blonde. I'm so excited yeah. to see that. No, that I'm so excited too. But people, but she obviously, she has an accent too. And mm-hmm. people are just like, well, how could she play Marilyn Monroe? But maybe it's the same thing. Like she, we're not seeing her now. Yeah, that's a good, so that, that's a good yeah, point. I think, we're, I think we're just more forgiving when we don't, yeah. we're not inundated with that person every day in the way that mm-hmm. we were very recently inundated with seeing Michelle Obama every day, obviously on the news or, you know, TV or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I know. So it's unfortunate, skip. but yeah. skip. Yeah. Skip, Mike. 
Uh, I have another skip. It's uh, it's Echoes on Netflix. And of course, it's almost always exclusively the ones I hate are the ones that are the number one show on Netflix. <laughs> so everybody disagrees with me. Or at least they watched it. Maybe they didn't like it. Yes. But it has uh, Michelle Monaghan, who was in The Path with Aaron Paul, Matt Bomer from White Collar and Magic Mike and The Normal Heart. Um, Karen Robinson is in it, who played Ronnie on Schitt's Creek. Yes. And oh my God. She's like her. the town sheriff. Uh, and then Ali Stoker, who plays, you know, in Only Murders in the Building, there's like the super fans. Um, oh, she's, yeah, yeah. She's one of the fans. She she uh, is in a wheelchair. The blonde. And, and, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. And uh, it, so it's the number one show on Netflix. It's about two identical twin sisters. Michelle Monaghan plays both of them. One lives in the country and is married to Matt Bomer, and the other lives in the big city, and one of them goes missing. So the other one pretends to be her to figure out <laughs> what happened. Um, so she's got to live both lives. Uh, and then I'm not going to give it away, but there's a twist at the end of the first episode that the sisters have a very big secret. Um, so what I didn't like about it, I, I gave it three episodes, so it's not like I didn't give it a shot. That's um, a lot. But it just became, it's almost comical. It became comical because they just kept trying to co- come up with convoluted situations where Michelle Monaghan would be asked Where's the other? Where's your sister? And then she had to be like, oh, she's in the shower. And it almost felt, and it's not a comedy. This is not a comedy at all. (laughs) This is like a dark drama. And it it was just almost borderline Mrs. Doubtfire. At one point, it was. It was at one point the cop was like, "Uh, can I talk to your sister? And she's like, she's in the shower. So she pretends to go into the bathroom. She's like, hey, can I come in real quick? And like shuts the door. I'm like, you're talking to yourself. This is not, this is not this genre. I don't know who thought this was a good idea, but it also, (laughs) it's just repetitive. Like that thing keeps happening. Um, And Matt Bomer, uh, he keeps like being like every scene is like, something's wrong. Tell me what's wrong, you know? And like, and the cop like does the same thing over and over again where she keeps playing dumb where she like her her manner of copying is now I might not be the smartest one here but you know and then she says something really smart and you're like okay but you've done that in every scene you're in for three episodes now uh, I, I just it's a miss for me it's I don't, I don't want to say predictable I just like I, I can predict what will happen in the scenes I don't know what will happen in the plot but I don't care uh, <laughs> it just it's not for me but Netflix doesn't care because it's number one so I'm sure I'll get a season two <laughs> I'm so glad that you um, had this as your miss because I watched the trailer for it and I was like, this looks interesting. I also like the cast. I love Matt Bomer. But now I'm happy because I'm not going to give it a a shot. (laughs) Well, we have to get to our special special segment of the week before we run out of time. Uh, It is Documentary Spotlight. Documentary Spotlight. Well, that was very serious music for what could be very serious content. Yes. Um, I wonder if we picked the same thing. For we this did. Week. So you go. We did. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. oh, I, I know we did. You know we did. Uh, so th- there's a new show that came out on FX and Hulu. Uh, it's called Welcome to Wrexham. And I talked about it last week at the end of the episode. So maybe that's how you knew I was going to talk about it maybe. this week. Maybe. Uh, it's a docuseries. Um, and it's featuring Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney, who is from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So Reynolds and McElhenney, they bought a Welsh soccer team, a.k.a. football, over in Wales, uh, in the real-life town of Wrexham. And they documented the whole thing uh, in this docuseries. So it's like a real-life Ted Lasso. Rachel, I (laughs) am obsessed with this show. It is so good. I would say of my hits, and I really liked those other two hits, this is my favorite of the week. I love watching this show. And I don't really get excited about docuseries generally. But yeah. it's really good. 
Um, and as much as I like to joke about that I know nothing about sports, I played soccer for 15 years, so I have a very deep appreciation for the game. But I don't think you need to in order to watch the show, obviously. No. Um, because the real-life drama of this is super effective, and it's really emotionally engaging. And it's not about soccer. It's about this town of Wrexham mm-hmm. and these real people and just how much this football team means to them. It's like part of their DNA. Uh, I really genuinely found myself tearing up during the first episode. And I was like, what am I getting emotional about? This is so silly. <laughs> but it's very good. Yeah, no, it's so. And I like, too, that it's not about Rob and Ryan either. Right. Like, yes, they own and they're, you know, these big stars, but they're not like the main story about this. I will say, though, I am obsessed with their friendship. I love them so much together. <laughs> yeah, they are cute together. I, like, they are literally the best duo. And what cracks me up is that they never met each other in person until, right? like, way after they even bought the team together. Right, because um, they bought it during COVID, so they couldn't yes. even meet for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was this was in 2020, way back when. No. I know. <laughs> It feels like 500 years ago. Yes. And um, Ryan Reynolds, I guess, like slid into Rob. I can never say his last name, so I'm not going to try. Into his. Yeah, I always got to say like, it's M-A- I want to like, say like it's spelled M-C, but it's pronounced M-A-C. Okay, McElhenney. McElhenney. Mm-hmm. So he's lit into Rob McElhenney's uh, DMs after like that amazing dance sequence in Always Sunny. And they just like hit it off and became like super close best friends without ever meeting in real life, which I just think is the best thing ever. Yeah. To come out of a pandemic. No, I'm kidding. But, no, but um, uh, your point is well taken that the so show isn't, isn't about them. Yeah. Obviously, everything we get with them is really fun to watch. But most of the episode, I would say more than 50%, they're not there. Mm-hmm. It, and it's it's interviewing townspeople. It's talking to like the players. And we're getting to know them as characters. Like We're getting really yeah. invested in these people. And then we throw in on top of that, there's the dynamics and the dramatics involved with the football league's promotion and demotion Mm -hmm. system. So we get a little bit of that in Ted Lasso. But if the team wins, they move up into a higher tier, which is essentially, you know, more money, more fame, more success for the town, you know. And if they lose, they get demoted and there's less money and less success for the town. And not even just financial success, but in the I, I don't know if you're all caught up, but four episodes are out right now. And in, I can't remember, it's the third or fourth episode, they're interviewing this one guy and he, he's just, he's, he's a town guy who's just obsessed with soccer and his wife uh, and he just split up and he's trying to, he's talking about the importance of how he remembers being at those games with his dad and now Mm. taking his kids to those games. And he was talking about how his mental health has suffered because there was a period where none of them could go to the games yeah. because of COVID. Now it, this, the documentary catches up to where they're able to go back to the games, but they, he was talking about how mental health was suffering as a result. Um, and I just thought what a fascinating thing that this town and these people really are affected by this. Uh, so it is a really serious subject matter. It's not just like Ryan Reynolds being like, I'm rich, I'm Deadpool, I'm going to just buy a soccer team. Like, yeah. there's actual real life implications here. Yeah. But I feel like that's also what I appreciate so much that, like, these two, like, Hollywood people who have absolutely nothing to do with a random Welsh town or soccer league. I just appreciate that, that they're, they they kind of, like, see what sports and everything can do for towns and people and mental health and they're like okay like let's save this and i'm like oh my god like i love that that's i think that's it does feel very altruistic i agree with that and it does seem like everything they say is about 
positivity and, and helping people and helping it's the never town. about them yeah exactly Which I, I, really I agree like. with that and obviously they're movie stars and tv stars so i <laughs> yes. you know clearly it's about them but you know it's yes, not yes. i agree it's not about them i highly recommend i'm so glad you love this too yes. um so two episodes come out each wednesday on fx and then on hulu um so please 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 do yourself a favor and watch welcome to Wrexham. And now we come to our favorite part of the week, what we learned. What we learned. <laughs> I learned how to pronounce Rob McElhenney. Did you I get did. it? Yeah, yes. you nailed it. You, did. you nailed it. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's just a lot of letters in there, you know? It's fine. It is. Um, and I learned that Bill Weasley from Harry Potter is really, really scary. Yeah. Um, also, just before we head out, I want to tease next week. We have a very special pre-Emmys episode um, because the Emmys are coming up soon. So you definitely don't want to miss that. Uh, I look forward to chatting all things Emmys with you next week, Rachel. Same. Awards season. Oh, oh my gosh. Here we come. <laughs> well, it's like awards month and then we take a long break until, yeah, you know, true, you know true. but, but let's you're right. just roll with it. <laughs> our big award season. It's, t- it's streaming, streaming content. Yes. This is our time. Yeah, I can't wait. All right. Well, until next week. Bye, all. Bye. That's it for Stream On. Follow us on Instagram at shows and at PureWow. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Stream On is a PureWow and Gallery Media Group production. <laughs>